good football fans back at you once again with another video and i wanted to come on before this last uh preseason game because I'm, I'm not into making uh preview videos especially not for the third preseason game but i'm not into making preseason uh pre-game videos I, I am going to make them for the regular season it's just not something i want to do for the preseason especially not one where well, like the ravens are trying to win their 23rd preseason game in a row whatever and Ravens fans are all like oh we're gonna beat you and you know this whole fake beltway rivalry thing whatever anyway to me this game is pretty much like other preseason games it has the same type of you know game plan you, you go out there you, you put your depth in the game you plug things in you see what works what doesn't work you try not to have any injuries I don't think that changes in this game I think it's exactly what they're going to do they're just going to make sure they don't have any injuries maybe plug some players in that they need to see parts of and I'm going to let you know there's five guys in my book that are on the cusp right now of making the 53-man roster okay I'm going to start off with with my list two safeties Stephen Parker and Jeremy Reeves both of them are on the outside looking in I'm not sure there's anything that they could do to even make the, the roster at this point. I thought after week one of the preseason that Steven Parker may actually have been a threat to make the overall roster, but yeah, now thinking about it after seeing him in the second game, it's, it's not going to happen. But those guys are definitely going to be guys that are going to be candidates for the practice squad, which, by the way, is going to be a 16-man uh, team like it has been since the pandemic began. And I want, you know the team to be able to still do the things they did with that so i'm glad that they're able to still have you know no caps on limits on what you could you know who you could put on the the uh the practice squad meaning you know they don't have to if they have a, a certain amount of accrued seasons they're still eligible uh the next guy on my list is tight end armani rogers i feel like rogers and hodges those two tight ends are really on the cusp but are on the outside looking in kendall blanton being signed um through the waiver wire last week was was really big for those guys as, as far as if they make the roster or not the bad part about it is is both of them could be candidates to get picked up by other teams so i i kind of envision and i've been kind of talking about it a little bit here lately the team trying to find a way to duck them off you know i saw that they gave samus reyes a uh, an injury settlement that kind of says to me that they're ready to move on with reyes but that could be because of all the young talent that they now have here, you know, and they, maybe they're ready to move on from the experiment that was Samus. And Samus can now perhaps move on to another team who can put a little bit more into him that doesn't have as much at the position as, you know, Washington does at this point right now. But the next guy on, my, on that list is Alex Erickson. I feel like he's at the bottom of the list there. I'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, Jarrett Patterson is another guy. It's at the top of, is at the bottom of my of my uh, my cusp list. Sorry, but those five guys right there: Monty Rogers, Stephen Parker, Jeremy Reeves, Alex Erickson, Jared Patterson. They're on the cusp. They're five guys that I would almost be willing to bet money end up on the practice squad. Now, taking a look at this roster projection, I want to say that this one was a little bit different than years past because it feels like this team, I don't know, maybe had. Uh, a whole lot of things already decided before the season began um the the depth chart was already penciled in so to speak or at least the starter positions or a lot of them were there really weren't a lot of open starter spots to begin with so there really hasn't been a whole lot of you know quote unquote huge news in the middle of this camp or anything like that except for 
Antonio Gibson and him being kind of shuffled a little bit. But we'll get to that position in a second. The first one I want to talk about is obviously the quarterbacks. And in my opinion, we've all known the way this was going to turn out, unless you were just somebody that just rejects, you know, truth and, and you know, what what's real in your brain and you don't believe in what's real. We've all known that Carson Wentz was the starter of this team and that Taylor Heineke was going to be the backup. We didn't, however, know how well Sam Howell was going to play. He actually looked decent, especially the first preseason game. Second one, a little bit, not as good, but uh, I expect him to have up and down times with you know the amount of time he gets on the field because he's coming from an air raid offense. I mean, the guy has a cannon attached to his shoulder, okay? The arm is there. The arm talent's there. I think that the mental talent's there. Um, he needs to get up to snuff when it comes to experience. And once he, once he has that experience underneath his, his wing, I think the sky's the limit for this guy. A fifth-round pick for him? Hey, man, if he turns out to be a career backup, you, you, you fifth-round picks, I mean, they're not busts. That, that, that doesn't really happen. I mean, you know, it's, I guess we could say that fifth-round picks could, could be busts, but whatever. Um... I know that we could say the fifth and sixth round picks don't work out. That's the way I look at it. Like if you got you draft a guy in the sixth round, he doesn't work out. He's not a bust though. Um, if you take him in the second, first round, third round, maybe even the fourth round, I should say maybe even, but fifth round, no. Um, it's really the only surprise I could see here is if somehow or another they came up with the idea to only go with two with two quarterbacks, which I don't see happening. Um, the next position on this list, of course, is running back, and that was the the one surprise of the entire training camp which really wasn't a surprise because i went into my first video uh, talking about which players should be worried about their position going into this year literally the first thing i said was is the antonio gibson um should be worried about his job if he fumbles that's literally the first thing i said that brian robinson's a beast if given a chance he opened the door by fumbling brian robinson has kicked that thing down and you know there's not one running back that reminds me of Robinson, he, he has pieces of several. And I, I really haven't put my finger on it yet. Like in several different occasions, though, he's reminded me of several different running backs. And maybe it's because he's, you know, the next of him. You know, we haven't been able to see what he could do yet. So that room, though, is brilliant in my book. You know, that, that starting, those first three running backs, if they go running back by committee, first of all, I think Antonio Gibson is a better weapon than starting running back you move him out to slot you move him around you can even do two back you know sets even i haven't seen them do that much but they could and you add in jd mckissick and they've got a three-headed monster and jonathan williams has actually been running the ball pretty good in this system as well i would say that you've got a four-headed monster there but technically speaking the top three guys might be the best three you know top guys in the league i mean can you can you guys show me three running backs that are better than those three i'd like to find out i just i'm interested there uh jared patterson's the guy on the outside looking on this i talked about this a little bit a second ago but um you know i know that patterson has like he's like this he, to me he's like mighty mouse you know he has like this he could take the world over mentality but it's caught up inside of you know the fact that he's way behind on this depth chart and that his skills aren't high enough up yet to be given the opportunity that he probably needs a lot of times in the nfl it's all about opportunity and if you're given the opportunity you could prove it 
Sometimes you're not. Last year, he got an opportunity, and he proved that he was worthy of that chance and that effort that he put together all through camp. But this year, this position is in a different is in a different place. You know, it's just in a different spot. Uh, looking at the receivers, I got six being kept: McLaurin, Samuel, Dotson, Brown, Sims, and Milne. And really, the only surprise here is Milne. And I say surprise; other people may not be surprised at this point. I coming into this year wondered if Milne was going to be good enough to be able to make this roster, and I think he's proven that he is. So that's why I put him there. I don't think I've heard one thing about him dropping a pass yet. I know that he's got some competition there at the bottom of the, of the list there with uh, Alex Erickson and Mark and Michelle, but I don't know if that's really serious. Like, uh, they, they really, really are threatening him. I know that Erickson could be considered a better returner than him, but the fact that Milne is a better receiver than him and can return may end up, you know, with things in Milne's favor. And then you add in the fact that you might end up with Antonio Gibson back there returning kicks and Milne returning punts. And, you know, Milne makes better sense as the sixth receiver. That way you get more use out of him. You know, you get him playing special teams and the sixth receiver, unlike Erickson, who's just going to be a special teams guy. And he doesn't have the set of, you know, receiver skills that a Dax Milne does. Uh, I think one of the, the question marks here could be is, is how much time does Cam Sims get in the, in the scheme? I think he's turned into a really good uh, red zone target, and I think that he's actually got a pretty decent set of skills now, especially going up for those 50-50 balls. I really like where Cam Sims is at right now, and um, I, I don't know how that's going to equivalent into the season because I know that Carson loves his tight ends, which is what I'm getting ready to get in right here. Logan Thomas, John Bates, Cole Turner, and Kendall Blanton. Now, when I saw them sign Blanton off the waivers line, last week i knew immediately okay that's our fourth guy um i saw him play last year with the rams actually i think I, I believe i picked him up on my fantasy team which actually i'm not playing this year Isn't that crazy but anyway um i picked him up on my fantasy team and i think he actually did halfway decent we had a pretty big league and so it was kind of down to nothing at the end and i had to pick him up and he caught a couple passes made a couple points yeah he did okay but um you know the, the real story here is the the youth at this position there isn't really a whole lot of experience here you know Bates I believe started six games last year uh, Thomas is coming off an injury Turner's a rookie obviously Blanton's only started a handful of games he actually caught more balls in the NFC championship game last year than he did in his whole career um, coming into this year but Armani Rogers and Curtis Hodges are two talented very tall um, guys and I'm, you know, I've already stated that if they don't make the roster i you know i, I know this this, this uh, coaching staff has got to be kind of a little worried that somebody's going to pick one of those guys up if not both um we'll, we'll have to see how that all works out the next on my list offensive line i got them keeping 10 charles leno wes Schweitzer, sam cosme chase roulier chris paul trey turner cornelius lucas sadiq charles keith ishmael and andrew norwell now my major question marks here are obviously with Trey Turner and the guys that have missed that second game. And I think Turner actually missed pretty much the whole entire camp. Uh, Lucas is now back, so that's a good thing. Charles has actually been playing all three spots. Isn't that crazy? I'm not sure if I've ever heard of that before, really. Um, and Ishmael has actually looked good in the small amounts of times he's seen at center that he's been given a chance to, to step in. Uh, he looked pretty decent last year, too. I think a big key to this year is keeping Norwell uh, healthy. 
we have a decent swing guard in, in Wes Schweitzer, and we have a decent swing tackle in Lucas. So if anybody goes down kind of like, you know, in a game and has to go out for a few plays, we have guys that can plug and play. Uh, I'm not so certain Chris Paul's ready for the pro game yet, but he, we definitely need depth. So these are guys that are going to have to be there if we need them. Honestly, I think this is a year for Sam Cosme to really break into things. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of expectations. Last year, he did pretty good as a rookie. Maybe surprised some people winning that right tackles position, you know. But I think that the sky's the limit for a guy like him. And he's got a lot of energy and talent and focus, wanting to get better. So we'll see how that turns out. I really like what Schweitzer brings to the, to the table. If he could stay healthy, he could be a big piece and a lot bigger than what anybody is really thinking at this point. I think this guy is really underrated and gets overlooked. And I know they just signed Wes Martin. Um, and I know that a lot of people may think that there may be something to that. He knows the system. Uh, I know I, I heard Rivera say that it kind of felt like they had the rug pulled off underneath of them when they got snatched last year off of the practice squad. I could see him back on the practice squad again. He is a depth piece. They need to be able to finish preseason and to not have certain, you know, players to plug in, you know, Martin can come in and play and they can sit Trey Turner back down, you know, and not have to push him to come back. Next, I want to look at the defense, but real quick, I want to take a moment and ask everybody, if you haven't had a chance yet, to make sure you check out commanderscapital.com and check out sportsrant.com. Both places are doing big things right now, and I've been doing a whole lot of stuff over there, trying to keep content flowing. Got a couple of decent writers over there now. If you hadn't had a chance, go check it out. Anyway, moving right along to the defense. And of course, first on the list is what is on everybody's mind, our star setup, the defensive line. And I got them keeping 11, and there's a reason, okay? It's because Chase Young is in that list, all right? Now, Chase Young is not going to count. So technically, it's just 10. But I have Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Fidarian Mathis, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, James Smith-Williams, Daniel Wise, David Bada, Shaka Tony, Effie Obata, and Casey Tuhill. Now, when when Young comes back, there's going to be a little bit of a you know who knows the way that's going to go, right? Um, so maybe Tuhill and Obata would be the guys that would kind of maybe flex out to 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 you know bring somebody else up, or um, maybe one of the, the the changes here could be that David Bada doesn't make it and they keep another end until Chase Young comes back. In that kind of situation, Bada would I believe would just slide back to the to the international player exemption and you know they'd be able to plug another guy in there if that's what they want to do is keep it another end i know that daniel wise has played pretty decently this preseason maybe enough to to, to where he's kind of solidified himself as the second backup defensive tackle but we'll have to see how that works out uh, the linebacker crew i'm not impressed with and i feel like honestly that they have perhaps maybe made a mistake by not addressing this position fully and I'm wondering at some point, maybe if it's the fact that, you know, Del Rio and, and Rivera linebackers, and maybe they're just got it in their, their heads that they could turn this group into what they want it to be. Because Hudson's a smaller guy. He's, he's going to play a, a certain role that they want him to play. And they're looking at playing more two linebacker sets than ever before. And I keep hearing that Jamin Davis looks better than they ever had seen him looking before last year. And that Cole Holcomb has done a great job. And then I saw that they let go of Nathan Gary or Jerry, excuse me, and that they, or excuse me, that they put him on injured reserve or whatever. So they kept Mayo, which I'm, you know, hey, I'm not going to say is here or there. The guy 
might be great on special teams and he might be decent against the run but against the pass it, that doesn't change doesn't matter if the if, if 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 he's an old guy an old crafty veteran that gets better as the year goes along or not if he's not good in coverage he's never going to be good in coverage there's a reason why this guy wasn't on the roster when the, when the season began last year he's you know he's he's maybe a a practice squad guy but hey it is what it is they feel like they could do something with this guy and i you know whatever it appears like mayo is going to make the roster so it is what it is the next i've got is the, the secondary and at cornerback i'll say they're going to keep five it's going to be kendall fuller william jackson the third benjamin st juice christian holmes and corn elder now i hope that these cornerbacks really step to it this year because we need them more than ever uh, to make this a better team. And I'm hoping Christian Holmes steps up and does a lot on special teams. And if he's called on to do more when they run, you know, nickel or dime, then I hope he's there and he's able to do the job. I know that Corn Elder actually can step in and uh, do things when he's asked to. And I know that he's actually not a bad special teamer. He's played with Ron before. So you know that he's played with Ron before, that he's got to be able to play special teams. Ron loves that multi-positional, you know, guy. Um, and at safety, we got Cameron Curl, Bobby McCain, Percy Butler, and Derek Forrest. And yes, I, you know, I talked a minute a little bit ago about Stephen Parker and how he looked the first game, and that I thought maybe that he might have a chance to be able to to be the you know one of the one of the safeties moving forward. But I don't think that in that second game that he played you know well enough or he played enough period to you know to where I really think he's really swung any pendulums one way or the other. Um, you know, I know De they love what Derek Forrest and Percy Butler bring to the, to, to the, uh, to the to safety position. They love to be able to, to think about if they could or needed to switch either one of those guys into the Buffalo nickel. They both could play it. They know Curl could play the, the Buffalo nickel as well. So they have some position versatility, which is what Ron preaches. That is like, that's like his, you know, his, his 10 commandments. It's one through 10. It's, and, 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 and he's big on wanting these safeties to be able to play multiple spots I'm hoping that this secondary cleans it up this year because I believe that the front four, and you could even say front five at some point because Big Phil up there is going to play uh, a lot, I think. But that front four has improved to the point of where we just need the back end to do their jobs. They don't even really need to, to, to do anything crazy. Uh, I noticed in the preseason, I was still seeing the middle of the field wide open. And if the middle of the field's wide open, the whole defense is going to be prey to everybody. So this group needs communication. And if they don't find it this season, then I think somebody's job's on the line here. It, it'll be more than just the secondary coach position, you know. I, I do not believe that Ron Rivera's job is on the line, okay? I don't. But if this team starts out 0-2, 0-3... Especially with the way that, that, that schedule starts out, I could see Jack Del Rio catch the pink slip because Jacksonville and Detroit are not the two pushover teams that they were just last year. I'll tell you, that, that Detroit coach is playing with, I mean, is, 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 is doing things with fire. He's got that team ready to run through brick walls. And, you know, Jacksonville isn't going to stay bad forever. They have talent. They just have to utilize it. They got a, a pretty decent uh, play caller over there now. I'm not sure where their defense is yet, but I'm going to start getting into some film real soon on that. So stay tuned. But at any rate, there's my 53-man roster. I don't really think there's a whole lot of surprises this year. Um, I do believe that they're going to kind of sit back and see which players get dumped. Hopefully, 
hopefully now they've got a plan to maybe spring into action and grab any guys that might fit in um, and we can we can all hope that it's a linebacker I know some people out there are going to want maybe another corner um, whatever the case may be maybe another lineman I know some people wanted us to go run and get Eric Flowers after you know we, the situation occurred or whatever. I don't know if Flowers wants too much money or what's going on, maybe too much bad blood there. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he doesn't want to come back. I know he's loved it in Washington, so that would, that would be kind of hard for me to believe. But we'll see how this thing works out because, I mean, the 53 is going to be final Tuesday. So pretty soon, Eric Flowers is going to be out of the league and with no football team if he doesn't sign with somebody. So it's one thing's got one of the one of the others got to happen. So we'll see. Let me know what you guys are thinking down in the comments. Let me know if, if uh, what you think of my list. If your list would have been any different, and uh, if there's anybody out there that that might get cut that you think the team should pick up. Y'all take it easy. Peace.